Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroh's. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So, uh, Brett, I don't know if you know this, but um, I haven't heard this all season. The Astros are on a five-game winning streak and they have the same freaking record as the Baltimore Orioles and if they were in any other division in the AL besides the AL West they would be in third place right now with a 12 and 10 record but there are some positives to look at the five game winning streak Uh, we didn't even mention Kyle Tucker's walk off last night what the heck was wrong with us we didn't even mention that and then uh, we saw Brandon Belak just the guy who nobody really counted on He's really showing that he belongs. And uh, before the show, Brent and I were like, so who's starting game one of the World Series? And he's like, uh, I would do Belak, but um, Grinky's probably going to get the call unless uh, Verlander's healthy. So these are some of the things we're going to be talking about on tonight's Locked On Astros podcast. You can get Locked On Astros on the podcasting app Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in the car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked On Astros. Okay, so uh, the big story that we missed yesterday, everybody's been crapping on Kyle Tucker all season, and then he finally has his, I'm not going to say defining moment, but this is a moment that could give a young kid like him a little bit of confidence. Yeah, Kyle Tucker came through in a big way, hitting the home run. Of course, a lot of people, I think, were hoping that the guy in front of him hit the home run, the walk-off Jose Altuve, which didn't happen. But Kyle Tucker came up and did that. Now, he did go one for three tonight. He's only hitting 200, but we need more moments like that from Kyle Tucker. Um, As someone stated on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, they said, I'm still not a believer. So that's okay. I mean, you can have a skeptic optimism, as I do oftentimes, but I like to think the glass is half full. Kyle Tucker does have a long swing, but it works with the left side of the plate where he comes from. It's a smooth swing. And when he makes contact, he hits the ball harder than most people in all major leagues. I believe he ranks fifth or sixth in exit velocity. But we care about the W's in the win column, not necessarily how fast or how hard the ball comes off the bat. All righty. And uh, Ryan Presley could have got his third save in a row. I can't believe that we've had so many one-run games. Uh, I think it's three in a row. But uh, I think that Dusty Baker gave him day off. And then we saw the super rookie, Blake Taylor, he got his first major league save, and this dude, he looks like the real deal. I know this is the guy we got for Jake Marisnik, but he has a 154 ERA, and he's been thrown into some rough situations this year, and he seems to always find a way to get out of it. Josh James managed to get two outs today. Um, He had a walk, a strikeout, 
and his ERA has dropped a little bit. I know that his velocity is uh, going up a little bit now that he's a reliever, but he's still t- t- uh, kind of sticking to that four-pitch arsenal, and you don't really see that with the relievers. But I, I think that the Astros and I think even Josh James see him as a starter in the future. But let's talk about Brandon Belak. What did he do today? Brandon Belak went six innings and only gave up one hit, one run, which was earned. Four walks, four strikeouts. He did give up a home run, but it was a solo shot to Trevor Story to center field. Who did a is, epic bat flip, and you know that everybody across baseball was retweeting that and stuff. Yeah, it's like, great, good job on the bat flip on losing uh, two to one. That was even that did, was awesome. He even did bat flip off of a strikeout. Uh, one of those strikeouts, I think it was his last strikeout of the game. He, <laughs> he, did, he didn't, I don't think he did on purpose, but it looked yeah. like he did a bat flip on a strikeout. Yeah. He he went he went Carlos Gomez. Remember how he used to like hit a pop up and he would, he would do a bat flip and throw his bat like fifty feet and the ball would get caught like halfway between center and second base. And, and um, back to Brandon Belak. <laughs> well, no, so I was ADD. getting there. I was getting there. Um, so Brandon Belak's got a one sixty nine ERA, and when you look at the stats of the Astros, he is actually leading the Astros. He is three and zero now with the one six nine ERA. He has. The three games started. Obviously, he's pitched in five games, but he's got 15 strikeouts. He doesn't lead in strikeouts. That's Lance McCullers with 23. But the top two pitchers on this team are Brandon Belak with a 169 ERA, Christian Javier 2-1 and one with a 2.91 ERA, followed by Lance McCullers, who's dropping his ERA each each start he comes out. He's 2-1 and one now with a 5-4-7. Grinke's only 1-0. and He has a 2-5-3. And so... For the Astros, having the, the mismatch, this this whole like conglomerate of rookies, double-A pitchers, guys that weren't supposed to quote-unquote be there, and with you know Verlander still throwing or he's still trying to get ready, we don't know what's going on with him, Peacock's just now throwing off the mound. We have all these veterans that we thought we were going to count on. They are actually holding things up. Framber Valdez is holding things down. I know he's been getting a lot of crap. But he only has a 1.90 ERA, and he's actually Valdez. Who's talking crap about my boy? Who's talking crap? Oh, dude, people talk crap all the time about Fred Valdez. Nobody has confidence in him. He doesn't have control. He doesn't have the stuff. He's looking actually really good. So, with all things considered, right now, with the Astros only being 12 and 10, they've won five in a row. They've won six of their last seven, and all they have to do is keep going and. They will, before we know it, be right there neck and neck with the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's, I'm not going to say what they're doing, but they're not winning right now. Things may change in the morning, but they're getting closer. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Talk about the Rangers game, too. Well, the Rangers suck, dude. I don't talk about the Rangers unless we're playing them. I, I, oh, I the can't Rangers stand. actually lost. They got yeah, they, they lost, lost. Dude, they lost. Yeah, fourteen they to lost four. To Fernando Tatis. Yes, I mean Fernando Tatis Jr. is the he is the San Diego Padres. Well, him and Paddock. Oh, um, actually, man. they've got a studly team, dude. Um, they've they've got a scary future, the San Diego Padres. But this is locked on Astros. We don't care about the Padres. The A's um, just uh, tied the game, and the freaking Mariners. They had. They're winning against the Dodgers, and now the Dodgers are up 11-8. Thank you, Mariners, for just being who you are. Well, you know, here's the deal. It is the bottom of the eighth, and they are playing in 
Chase Field. So hopefully the Diamondbacks can get that magic they got when they beat the Yankees at home and come back and, I don't know, let's go ahead and beat the Oakland A's. So hopefully tomorrow will be a little bit closer. Regardless, the Rangers lost, so we don't have to worry about that. We're in second place all alone. We're moving up in the playoff standings. That's good. All right, so the the Astros have pretty much dominated the Rockies since the Astros have moved to the AL. Uh, they are now three versus uh, three and fourteen versus the Astros. They've uh, only won two games. They've lost seven games at Minute Maid Park, and uh, they're just uh, they're a good team. But the Astros pitching is just really something dynamic right now. And I know that we saw Trevor Story's homer. We saw them making some pretty good contact, especially in the ninth inning. Uh, There's a lot of fly balls to the outfield. But what would you suggest if you're a Major League Baseball player and you're just frustrated because uh, you almost got a ball for – you should have got a ball for uh, called on you, and then the umpire said, no, that was a strike or whatever happened. And so then uh, the next pitch you get a homer. What do you think he can eat while he's sitting there in a dugout uh, gloating about hitting a homer? I almost thought you were going to say after he hits a home run, what can he eat when he's around on the bases? Because actually these built bars are small enough where you can put it in your back pocket, jack a home run in the Crawford boxes, give someone a souvenir, and just – Get that built bar. Get a caramel brownie built bar, a cookies and cream, um, cherry barquilla, lemon almond cheesecake, or even apple almond crisp. This is not only a great bar, but it's not even delicious. They're even calling it delicious er. If that, I guess that's a word now. But Ish. built bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for keto diets. And the flavor that I want to profile today is peanut butter with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So what you do is you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right. I know that Jordan Alvarez sat on the bench. Maybe he had a belt bar or two or maybe go talk to uh, some a pretty cut uh, cardboard cutout uh, ladies out there or something like he that. He needs a built no. He needs a built knee. He yes, needs a rebuilt knee. <laughs> so um, <laughs> sorry, we, we did get some good news on that. I think he did have an MRI or a um, X-ray or something, and it said it was negative. So that is uh, good news. His knee is sore, and he's not playing tonight. We're hopefully we're trying to hopefully get him ready to pinch hit. He's day to day. And we'll have to see how he is. Of course, of course, that was Dusty Baker, and I should have done my thoughts by Dusty. But, uh, yeah, this guy is a big part of the Astros lineup, and I think that his absence is why the Astros lineup has kind of struggled. Michael Brantley has hit the IL. Uh, but don't worry. Joe B. Genie is back. This I'm going to mention it every show until he gets he gets in the game. I wanted him to come in ninth inning today. Uh, and why? I, I'm crossing my fingers right now. <laughs> like Eric, are you okay? Eric, we're in. He's a worthless. He's worthless. I, <laughs> I know, but this is not April Fools. This isn't, dude. This is no time to be joking around. We're twelve and ten. We're going good. We don't like if we were, if we were, if we had eighteen or nineteen wins. No, if we had eight, Eric. <laughs> Eric, I'm I'm about to hang up this phone call. Be a genie sucks, man. I'm sorry. Now, he's a major league pitcher. I'll always say this when I when I criticize major league pitchers. 
I could never do what they do. I mean, he's obviously one of the 750 best baseball players in the world. With that being said, he is not my choice. Dude, Blake (laughs) Taylor coming in, though, and getting his first save, that was huge. And Miles Straw actually caught all three outs in the ninth inning. Yeah, and that was uh, that was actually pretty impressive. I mean, not that I – they didn't look like homers, but still when those uh, balls kind of go to center field and it, the camera has to adjust, it's kind of scary at, for a moment. But, yeah. And Todd Callis calls every pop fly as if it were a home run. Yeah. It's a high fly ball to center field, and it's going to be caught by Miles Straw. Okay, that was a little Milo Hamilton there, but that's all right. My bad. <laughs> So um, I know that the trade deadline is coming up and it's, it's about two weeks and I don't, and a lot of people are like, well, the Astros should just sell the, sell the system, rebuild the farm system. I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, yes. Who said second, that? Oh, I, oh, you mean the farm system? I thought you meant like rebuild the team. Yeah. We'll just uh, trade like maybe somebody like Josh Reddick, who's on his final year of his deal and just uh, read some salary and then also, uh, bring in some young talent, but I don't think anybody would trade for Josh Reddick right now. But I just don't think that the – I think the Astros, as evidence as their first five-game winning streak of the season, and I hope I'm right with that, but I don't remember them winning that much <laughs> recently. So I just um, – I don't see them selling. Will they be buyers? You've asked me this before, and I still – I want to say yes – I, only for a reliever just because of the the quality of the relievers we have in the bullpen. I know your boy Rayleigh, um, he's really looking good. He's probably over pitching where he should be, but maybe Brent Strom has kind of found something with him and they're able to work with him. I know we have some good pieces in the bullpen, but I think that they need to go out, especially if Roberto Asuna is out for a year. Uh, Ryan Presley has looked better the past two days. And then Blake Taylor, but still, um, but I don't know about going out and getting a starter. I think that it would cost too much to go get a starter. And honestly, with all the opt-outs and the injuries this year, I just don't think there's too much. And eight teams from each league are going to get into the playoffs. So why would anybody be trading their top pitchers when they could actually have a chance to get into the playoffs? Yeah, I really, I mean, they are going to get in the playoffs. I mean, I would be absolutely shocked. And and I know that 2020 has yielded all kinds of things that we were like, I never thought that happened in my lifetime. But I really doubt the Astros missed the playoffs. I really don't think it's necessary for them to go out and get anybody. You could put Reddick up for a trade piece. He is batting 280. He does have 21 hits. He does have seven RBIs. He's got an OPS of 776, which is over his career OPS. And so, and he's batting 20 points, almost 20 points, actually 16 points over his career average. So, I mean, he's having a really good Josh Reddick year. I don't think, though, in the 60-game season, Eric, it makes sense for the Astros to trade or to get somebody that's out there just because it's, it's, it's such a crazy year. And we don't know how this is going to affect 2021 either. And so, I think the Astros stand pat. They just hope and pray that Verlander or Peacock and these guys maybe come back towards the end and they just fight with the players that they have. You fight with the players you have. Oakland, I promise you, is not going to stay hot all season. A lot of these teams that are hot, are the Baltimore Orioles don't have staying power. 
I'm sorry. The White Sox, they're young. They're they're kind of sexy as a team. Like they've got some really young players and some really cool arms on there, but they're not going to. The Padres may catch fire, but the Astros are where they need to be. They're catching fire despite their leader, Jose Altuve, still sucking at the plate and still not doing good, still not looking good swinging the bat. Everybody else in the lineup is starting to produce. The pitchers are, are holding things down, and I think the Astros are okay. They stand pat in my mind. There's no need to go out and get somebody unless James Click has some genius move up his sleeve. I say Astros stick with take go with the person who brought you to the dance and stick with that. Well, I think with Jose Altuve, and I think it would actually make sense is he wanted to be dropped in order. Why don't you bat him ninth? He could be the second leadoff guy. I mean, you got the catcher batting there. I mean, at least Jose Altuve maybe could catch fire there and that kind of be that type of thing to kind of put some uh, power at the back of the lineup. I know we had Straw in the lineup today and Dustin Garneau because Martin Maldonado needs a day off every once in a while. And Tucker... The reason why I don't think that they're going to trade uh, Josh Reddick is uh, Kyle Tucker is still not clicking yet, and his uh, he he does have bat, better batting average than Jose Altuve right now. I'm surprised with that, better OPS, uh, but uh, Toro's not really hitting. So none of the there's a few hitters that are really hitting. Guriel looks like he's locked in right now. So does Jose. I'm sorry, um, Carlos Correa, George Springer. He did get a, a, I believe a single today, right? And but he's still yes. he's still not quite there yet. And so once these guys start hitting, I think we'll see them winning some more, especially with the way the pitching staff has gone. And I saw a tweet earlier from Richard Justice that the Astros have the best ERA, not including today's game, uh, from the past ten games. So that's just kind of shows that once the pitching kind of settles down, then uh the bats just need to uh, kind of come out. And this is something Dusty Baker, I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, but he's having to rely on – I know the knock on him is he trusts the veteran players more than the the rookies and the younger players. But this year he's being forced to use basically every live body that breathes and can throw a baseball or hit a baseball. Well, here's the thing. I keep hearing people saying, oh, well, is not hitting because of trash cans this and trash cans that. So we know that Hal Tuve basically said, I didn't do it. We know that Correa, Miguel Cabrera, came out and said he didn't use the system. Other players vouched for him. Correa admitted to using the system. He was two for four today. He's batting 304. Guriel, I don't really remember how much he used the system. He's batting 291. Bregman is back to 267. Springer is still struggling. So by that, the reason why I'm saying that is the people that are out there saying these things about the team, all they care about is a false narrative. All they care about is a revisionist version of history and what they want. Like they're the kind of person that says, I believe my truth and I don't believe your truth. Well, there's one truth and there's one fact. The fact is Jose Altuve is going through a tough year mentally. He's just struggling at the plate and to take the 60 game season and completely castigate his entire career on some stupid scandal that he rarely took a part of if he did any is absolutely asinine and is completely 100 percent unintelligent and if you believe that and you're listening to this podcast 
you are a fool. 100% you will fall for anything. So don't, don't, don't listen to yourself. You need to go get trained. You need to maybe take a psychology class, take some classes at a community college that might up your intelligence a little bit. So here's the deal. At the end of the day, the Astros got young pitchers kicking butt. They've got their back end of their bullpen is starting to shape up. Correa is killing it. He is locked in. And right now, Carlos Correa is the most valuable player, I believe, of this team, offensively speaking. Yeah, for sure. He's been the most consistent. And in tomorrow's game, we're going to see Zach Grinke on the mound. And I'm actually looking forward to Grinke days because you never know what he's going to do. He's He's uh, been pretty good recently, and uh, he always kind of has the moments after the game. And sometimes he's been kind of telling people what the pitch is coming. But I love seeing uh, when the photographers take pictures of him in the stands. And like the other day, it was with the the Chick-fil-A cows at at Min Maid Park. And so I I just – he's just – I really enjoy watching this guy, and I really hope that – he maybe finishes his career with the Astros. I, it may be expensive, but I really like Zach Greinke. I think he really fits good with this team. And he uh, for tomorrow's game, they're going to be facing Antonio Senzatella. I may have said that wrong, but he's 3-0 and on the season. The Rockies are actually a pretty good team. And so the Astros do have their work cut out for them. But I think with the way the pitching staff is going, and I think – if the offense just picks it up a little bit and uh, we'll have to see, but they what's uh, tomorrow. We're going to have to talk about the two games at Coors field. That's going to be something that I wonder who's, uh, we'll talk about who's on the mound for those two games tomorrow, but this is a series that you're going to have to win. And this is, uh, I know the Rockies are a good team, but I think the Astros are a better team. And hopefully down the road, you can say, I told you so, and Justin Verlander is back because I think we need Verlander to go deep in the playoffs, and I like the way you said it the other day. Uh, you said something like, this Astros team can take out anybody in the first round. I just They need Verlander to kind of go deep. Yeah, exactly, and if we're, if we're focusing on Grinky for next start, get this. He's only allowed one earned run and 12 hits and 12 and one-thirds of his last two starts. And so he's gone deeper into games. He has gone past his pitch count, what they've set for him in previous outings this season. So he's starting to ramp up. See, he's heating up. The young guys are holding it down. Old man Grinky is starting to come around, and he's getting better and better. And you're right. Watching him in the stands, like what pitcher is more entertaining to watch sit during the, during the batting when his team's up to bat than Zach Grinky? He's a great personality. I think he fits in well with this club. The club has embraced him. And say what you will about Dusty Baker, I've been critical myself. Imagine you having to deal with all the injuries and all the disruptions of a normal season, and now we are two games above 500. So let's keep winning. Let's keep the winning streak going. And take two in Colorado and then go to San Diego and silence and calm Tatis and Paddock down over there. Yeah, uh, Tatis is on going crazy. I know that Mike Trout had his 10th homer today, so they're the only players to reach 10 homers. And I remember having a discussion with you, um, having a player hit 20 homers in a 60-game season 
would be accomplishment. And so to see that these two guys are already halfway there, that's that's um, that's pretty rare uh, what their talent is. So uh, we'll have to see what goes on with that. I did find that the Astros rotation did have a 1.89 ERA in the last 10 games. That probably went down a little bit uh, after today's performance. But the Astros are back to their winning ways, and we'll be back tomorrow for the Locked On Astros podcast. Make sure you go check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball and just set your lineups and uh, deal with all the injuries and non-rostered players and all that. Thank you, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow.